Thanks for listening to Seal City SD, the podcast that hits hard and plays hard. I'm Nick McCann. I'm joined by Andrew Keats. What up? Let's do it. Let's do it. We're also joined by Seals Jagoff. Hey, it's the best time of the year, arena season. Guys, we're back. We're back. Yeah. Yeah. It feels so good. I, feel, I can't wait to be at Pachanga. <laughs> I've, I've been spending time drinking in like bars and breweries. It's so yeah. much worse than, than drinking at Pachanga Arena. Yeah, off-season drinking. That's a <laughs> right, right. Sometimes I go to that Chick Fil A just so I can gaze at <laughs> yeah. the uh, at the arena. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of tarps up now. There's one for uh, that country. Uh, Lake Shelton. Yeah, I didn't I see a seals one. Maybe it's facing the other way, but when you get off the freeway, you don't see any seals yet. The they're, one last year was out facing uh, the eight, not the five. Right, that's prime positioning. Yeah. Why aren't they getting prime positioning this year? Great question. To be know. in the meeting where that's decided, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, the, you know, the Seals are uh, – they had a rough start to the season. They lost a tough one with the Philadelphia Bandits. Buffalo. Buffalo oh, – sorry. Buffalo Bandits. Sorry. <laughs> Edit that one out pretty yeah. <laughs> The Buffalo uh, – what's the difference, right? Really? Yeah, I know. <laughs> They're all rust belts. It was tied in the fourth quarter. Yeah, it was tied. It was tied in the fourth quarter, and we had a man-up opportunity when, when it was tied and gave up a, 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 a like man-up goal. Uh, and then yeah. and then they added another one, and that was pretty much that. But uh, we, it should be noted, like it's not a like we're making fun because it's Buffalo, and you just assume they suck. But they right. they were the runners up last. They were in the finals last year. Yeah. So. Yes, and, and they, they also totally crushed the Seals last year at home, right in San Diego by like thirteen. So this was much better. Yeah, one of the narratives by midseason last year was the comical superiority of the Eastern Conference over the Western Conference, and which was obvious every time the seals played an eastern conference team georgia also absolutely annihilated us. yeah those were the two games that you really could see yeah and and it was not like that this week they, the seals offense uh, was a little slow to get going but i think even when they were trailing in the first half they they had more shots than the bandits and uh, there were times when the offense looked really cohesive uh westberg new addition uh scored a couple goals looked pretty good uh, other additions, Noble and Greer also played well, and uh, Connor Fields. Uh, yeah, he really a, jumped out at the beginning. Yeah, 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 he looked good last week. Good last week. Frank let some balls go through his legs. He did. He know, that's a, kind of the difference in the game in a way, and he doesn't usually give those up. So maybe a little rusty. Yeah, but. absolutely. And Sykes, a rookie defenseman, also I thought looked pretty good. Yeah. So I mean, you know, we got another big Eastern Division matchup t- uh, this weekend. We have the the Rock coming to town. Toronto, right? Yeah, the Toronto, Toronto Rock. Rock. <laughs> what do we have to look forward to with that? I mean, well, the a, Seals a are back home. I know. <laughs> well, I think a lot of people are are not aware that the arguably the two best players on the team are injured right now, right? Because yes. I think the assumption I I had the assumption Austin Stotts would be back for I the beginning th- of the season. I thought so as well. And one thing I've found is that the seals and or the nll is not incredibly forthcoming with what the injuries are and what the injury status is yes and the other confusing thing is that when they're injured they get put on the quote-unquote injured reserve which we've been trained as football viewers to think as a season ending injury which i don't believe the injuries are right no i think there's like two different distinctions because at one point merrill was on it last year and came back just like two weeks later and I didn't understand it then. I think I right. saw it and I was like, "Ah, oh, I guess he's 
because he's done for the year. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, these very bureaucratic rules that we don't understand well, but also are very hard to get answers to in any of the league's outward-facing <laughs> official uh, uh, avenues. Portals, yeah. Yeah, portals. So um, there's also pop, like Casey Jackson's on the pop list, which how that is different from the IR. What is that, physically so, unable to play? Or perform, yeah. Um, so your guess is as good as mine of how that is different, but presumably he'll be back. Do you think like when, but, when, but they never tell us when. No, they never. No, like I, I searched yeah. all around for when either of them would come back, and there's nothing. Yeah, I think uh, Woods has mentioned on Twitter something like half of the year for Stotts. So, again, whether oh, and the other is, guy, we don't even we don't even know what his injury is. No, I I have no idea. At least somebody might. I know. don't think Woods. I asked Woods. I don't think he knows either. Okay. Did you see like Berg filling the same role as Austin Stotts, and that there would be? How are they different players? For I mean, the like offense that? certainly ran through him. So yeah. from that perspective, yes. But he wasn't drawing a double team like no. Stotts did, though, because no. Stotts would get double teamed and then be able to create openings for other players. Yeah. And th- that was actually what was lacking in those second half games last year. Th- this game was kind of more of a straight up, you know, All, even uh, matchup. And yeah, cohesive offense that, right. that everybody touched the ball. Um, yeah, they they. Yeah, I think I think that's about right. There was the, and both Stotts and Dawson last year are pretty ball dominant players. So there the you know, ball kind of did the offense did kind of come to an uh, a stop when they had it. And that was not the case. I think Berg moves it a little bit more than more than those guys do. Yeah. Well, I mean, so But you're but you're right. Two two best offensive players or maybe two of the three best offensive players are out right now. And the offense held its own with against a right. team that and we presume still, was pretty good. Still basically played even with the runners-up in the league last year. Yeah. Pretty oh. dominant in the Eastern Conference last year. Yeah, and during an away game, home mm-hmm. opener, right? So I, I think it was, it was a pretty encouraging game. I thought they looked pretty good. Did you notice any rustiness that, like, an early season, having played, like, that, that teams have? like The first quarter as... was kind of rough for me to watch. It felt a lot like those post-Stotts injury games where they – they couldn't create good opportunities. The shots, they may have had more shots, but they were kind of low-value, mm-hmm. low-percentage shots. that they were. It's kind of like shot clock would be running down, and they would just fire one. Yeah. It, it was, didn't have really a chance to, to score. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, in the early part of the game, their offensive, their good opportunities came entirely during man-up opportunities, which, I mean, man-up opportunities are typically going to be your best scoring opportunities, but they didn't look... Uh, like they got a lot of great shot chances outside of their man up stuff. And what about the defense? I mean, did you, I remember there was one goal where it felt like you know the defense kind of let Frank down. I mean, are mm-hmm. are we seeing holes in that area? Like for the I didn't the team I, defense. Not that I picked up on, but again, I'm I'm probably not a astute enough viewer to pick up on when <laughs> when the their slides break down or anything like that. I mean, I thought the team looked overall pretty. Considering the circumstances, pretty pretty encouraging. Yeah, I thought that's, I think that's right. There's so many new faces this year. Yeah. Also, keep in mind, like a lot of teams make the playoffs. You know, there there is a, a a healthy margin of error in this league. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's probably a good transition into our chief rival. I think we've all agreed is the chief rival, right? The yes. Calgary Roughnecks. <laughs> yes. Led by Dane Doby. Yeah. Reigning MVP, league champion, league um, villain. Yeah. Should we talk about the? What happened this week? Yeah, is let's it? talk about it. Because this is big, for, you know, for the Seals, like, we're talking about how they're missing their two best players. This news is, is huge. Yeah. 
Yeah, so Dane Doby got suspended for five games. Six games. Six. Oh, was it six now? Okay. Suspended for one with an additional five because it's his second because offense. Yeah, repeat offender, which and is, I guess, a controversial thing, basically. Only by Calgary fans. They're <laughs> right. the only ones complaining. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, but what's amazing, what truly is amazing to me, is that the league commissioner uh, issued a statement announcing the suspension and he will not say what it is for and then abruptly ended with this will be our last comment on the matter right the only description is quote gross misconduct yes. right gross misconduct <laughs> so we don't know we we don't know anything we have no idea what happened it is a, the reigning mvp from the championship team has been suspended for a third of the season and the league's response is only to say that they will provide no detail on what has happened I, like imagine, <laughs> imagine Kawhi Leonard being suspended for, for the first twenty five games of the season, and and, and Adam Silver goes just, up and asks him. Like, yeah, and Adam Silver just like defiantly is like, "None of your business." We're not telling you what area it's in. Like, yeah. I mean, okay, something bad was said, but we don't know what type but, of. Th- I mean, obviously they're not going to repeat if it's that bad, but yeah. Well, e- even the what bad thing is said that has only been discerned by people looking at the video and, say, and saying that there seemed to be a time where he said something and people reacted to it. Even even him saying something has not been official. mentioned in okay. any official capacity. Well, should we get into the rumors of what it is? Sure. <laughs> I don't see it. It's not like this is a— uh... I, I think we talked about it in one, in last season's episodes, but it was, a, it was a big deal last year because one of the announced—for those that aren't familiar, like the— the Native American population is is a very big part of box lacrosse, right? The yes. Iroquois Nation mm-hmm. has their own team in the World Championships of box lacrosse. Like, it's a big deal, and so there's a lot of uh, Native American players, including our very own Austin Stocks. Well, I think Indigenous was best because many of them are Canadian. Okay, okay, right, right. but yes, uh, Indigenous people, <laughs> yeah. including our our very own Austin Stotts. And one of the things that they that is common is is a ponytail, right? Right. And one of the announcers made a joke about how they were going to clip the ponytail, and this turned into a big, a big thing, yeah, right? That the league scandal. had to respond to, and, and he was fired, right? Mm-hmm. Very controversial. And yeah. so the rumor is that Dane Doby dropped a indigenous people slur, right? Right. So I mean, I think it's fair to say that he's a virulent racist as well as a huge, <laughs> uh, uh, terrible villain, right? I, well, he already was in my book, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> yeah, he's a second time offender. You know, I, I'm curious, like, does. Is there, has anyone gone back and looked at what the first offense was? I haven't gone to that level of research yet. I have not. And was it – I don't know if if the second offender rule needs to be within the same category of offense. Like like slashing? Would yeah. That could be like could a, a, like a, a physical violation get you marked as a, as a bad guy and then the second violation be use of a slur or something? I yeah. have no idea. I mean, all we can tell is he's a, he, he is a terrible human being from from what I can gather from. We this. knew that. I mean, yeah. that's stipulated. I mean, if there's any player that we suspected of supporting ISIS, it was Dane Toby. I think, like, to I my mean, knowledge, he hasn't it, issued he has any kind look. of he has hasn't issued look. any statement that he opposes ISIS. Yeah, I think <laughs> didn't we do an episode about his suggestive ISIS prevarications last year? I believe we did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, anyway, that's that's Doby. F that guy. Uh, but so yeah, so the, but, but that's a huge swing in the conference, right? In that the best player in the arguably in the conference is is out for six games. Yes. Now they yeah, and they still and that, a good that team. does They've directly affect Dixon. the seals because the seals play the Roughnecks January eighteenth. 
Um, so they will get one game against a Dobie-less Calgary team. Fantastic. Yeah, it's cool. great. News. Is that uh, home or away? That is home. That's oh, home. Okay, great. So well, we, we all don't, we don't all have know. to look at his disgusting face. We all know Westberg was the best player on Calgary last year, so it's no big deal. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, is, is this a reflection of them, like the league not having – sponsors that would step up and really cause havoc or a, a media overarching media that would i think it, i think it might maybe that like yeah. there's no there's no like partnership uh, with like espn or something yeah there's no one to put pressure on him from like that side and there's no very accountability focused media that's going to just demand an answer is this the first test of br live <laughs> what their journalistic chops yeah. <laughs> inside lacrosse yeah uh i don't yeah, maybe I, we should press them we can win that uh the thing i always joked about andy winning last year the uh journalist of the year covering yeah. the nll like this could be our in mm, this could be <laughs> Dig, get to the bottom of this <laughs> i i mean i do think it's a very jv look i mean if you're if you at all consider yourself a professional sports team you can't cop out and hold yourself to this low of a standard and just and just count on well the imagine fact being that a fan of, of the roughnecks like yeah. you, you have tickets you have season tickets because you wanted to see the league mvp yeah. on the defending champion team and like the team won't even tell you why the best player is not showing up to the game for half of your season like, yeah it's I, well, they're I, apologists. I think it's a joke. They'll just say it's just Dan being Dan. You know, but. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to make this my mission. We're going to get to the bottom of this. This is actually a good idea. I support this. We should get to the bottom <laughs> of it. Because I, I, I think it's a joke. I don't think they have any leg to stand on. To this. I mean, we have a media pass, right? Could I we mean, Could we theoretically walk through the locker room and be like, hey, hey, what? Wes, what'd you hear? What'd Dane say? <laughs> yeah, we could. Yeah, that's, we will. Like, we, we can do that, right? Mm-hmm. They said we could. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> compared to like, remember the last year when uh, there was the national anthem singer who was very bad. Yes, yeah. And Steve Govett released like the most scathing statement it, it, denouncing it. He was possible. so offended. So offended. He was just like that. But no Compared one in the crowd. This. No one in the crowd even knew or realized it. <laughs> right. I was in the crowd and I thought it was a really interesting rendition of of the, the Canadian. Yeah, National it was anthem. like jazzy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> while we're a San Diego Seals podcast, I think that we're just as equally uh, taking a dump on Dane Doby's head podcast, right? So I think this is very on brand for us to get to the bottom of it. We have to, yeah. As but with the podcast can't go on until we get answers. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Well, one uh, one thing that we got to do before the season started that we should talk about is the beach game. Yeah, I really like. I really want to talk about it because I, I, it helped me understand kind of the dynamics between the players. It's a really great event they did. It was uh, two weekends ago, and yeah, two weeks. Yeah, ago, we went. We went ago. down there, and yeah, we got to see a tournament with the the players playing beach lacrosse. It was it was great. It was pretty cool, and you, I mean, you were right on the sideline with them, yeah. Basically, you could have. Could you could have certainly touched the the the, the, the guys if if you wanted to? Uh, it was pretty cool. Yeah, you saw the their like interpersonal jocularity right. with one another, and uh, and it was a good game. Yeah, so good, good, good games. I yeah, guess, right. And uh, we got to see Frank run the break, which was really yeah. fun. Yes, he bowled over people and was an offensive player for. You can never. <laughs> you cannot let your take your eyes off of a goalie who's been allowed to play in the field. They they can't be trusted out there. Yeah, like they don't know any better compared to just you know indoor lacrosse where they have masks and everything. You really got to see their personalities come out, and man, they just they seem like they're just killing it in San Diego. They're gonna go. They were all <laughs> oh, like, they were all talking about the bars. Yeah, they were like they're gonna go out and 
like be professional athletes in San Diego and have a blast. <laughs> well, I thought it was the interview I did with Wes Berg at the team store. Yeah. I thought it was interesting that he's because there's very few of them that live here, right? right? Like Austin lives here, which is why he's always in Woods' taco taco bit. But I, I thought it was interesting that Wes Berg, another purported star, right, is is making his full time home in San Diego, which I think it's good to see. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Was was the Woods bit on the internet or is it on actual television? Uh, it's on. Oh, it's on new. Media? It's on new media. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just checking. Huh. Keep it score Weird. on that. But speaking of actual television, this game, <laughs> the game this week is going to be on Fox. Yeah. So, oh, really? So I didn't I read the whole release. Did you read it? Or is it all home game? No. I think they're doing it the way they did it. It seems to me like they're doing it the way they did last year, which is kind of a game by game announcement, and we'll see which ones that they dis- decide to pay up for to put on, as opposed to paying up for all seven games yeah. at once or whatever. I do have some advice for people that subscribe to BR Live, and that is to cancel your account at the end of the NLL season because I have been paying $7 per month for the last nine months. <laughs> yeah, but if you were to add that up, how many credit card points is that worth? That's it. Ah, there's no multiplier on it, so Jeez. 63. <laughs> 63 points. Oh, Jesus, you might as well be throwing those points into it. Because let me tell you, there is not much BR Live content that I'm interested in other than NLL. <laughs> <laughs> There's some NBA on it, right? Not interested. No, okay. Not interested in NBA. <laughs> Drag Oof, racing. And... <laughs> not a lot. There's not much on there. Yeah. So that's, um, a, that's a PSA for the day. Hint of the or tip of the day. Speaking of which, I'll, I'll, I'm not above putting out this plug. We, uh, Nick and I were, went to the California Tap Room, which we went to because there was a, uh, a, a Seals flag up. So we asked them if they would be willing to show the game, and they said absolutely. Of course. So we went and uh, and watched the last week's game there. California Tap Room's like a craft beer and uh, pretzels place in uh, North Park, and uh, it was awesome. It was great. Yeah. So if you're just a, you know a south of or going know, down south, south of the eight, south yeah. of the Ader, you know you can you can go watch box lacrosse. And, yeah. So <laughs> I'm curious about this. But they so put the, it on a big TV. No, we got really... sound. We had like a we had a whole section of the bar. So how great. was the crowd? Because, uh, it, was because us. it was us. It was too, us. Too, but, I mean, you know. did anyone be? Was did anyone pull up a stool and, and start watching? Or? Yeah, people were looking over. People were noticing the novelty that was taking place. Certainly, but they had they told me it's uh, mostly a Philadelphia bar. Mm-hmm. I think especially Eagles. So they told me when I asked that they had had regulars who had been asking them to put Philadelphia Wings games on. Um, so they were. I think that lent that that was part of why they were so willing to do it. Yeah, they're uh, they specialize. They're, they have like a big uh, pretzel selection, so that's kind of their food thing. Yeah, it's really wanna, good. In case you want to get into the pretzel game. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I'm very curious about this because the team had their own viewing party. I mean, they mm-hmm, have been mm-hmm. the team has been on point with having events. They mm-hmm. had one for the for the opening game, and it sounds like they're going to keep having them. Uh, you had a competing event. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unpublicized, publicized. but um, <laughs> but what made you choose to do that instead of go to the Double Tree, Mission Valley, just proximity. Proximity. Yeah. Also, I think the California Tap Room with its craft beer and pretzels, pretzels was cooler than uh, the Double Tree Mission Valley. But I mean, are we at the point that we start having official Seal City SD competing game watch parties? I, I, I mean, do feel a little, I feel a little bad <laughs> not just going to the ones that they've already <laughs> set up. But uh, I mean, if Joe size listening, Facebook, uh, Facebook's own. Joe Sai is listening. He could he could buy out the bar if he wanted. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so I was told the problem is usually that you need some kind of stick, right? Because you need to have BR Live, which, mo- you know, a lot of bars just have cable or satellite or whatever. Yeah. So it's kind of an ordeal to get 
stick a Roku stick in, log in with your personal login. Well, actually, and so they 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 laid this out for me that they can't let you put your stick in and log in because they would be potentially subject to like illegal uh, pirating, pirating or whatever. But if they pay for it, then they could. So, do it. so did this place actually pay for BR Live? Yes. Wow. Yes. That's an investment. Yeah. I mean, I mean you know, I think they were they were pretty okay with it. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's a good little place. They have a they have a kids area. Kids area. Yeah. It's yeah. kids it's kid friendly. It's, uh, my kid down. wasn't there, but so I mean, Nick she, was. we will she, not be there this week for the home opener. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe we'll be in the parking lot, though, right? Yes, we will be in the parking lot. An official yes. Seal City SD tailgate. Yes, absolutely. With Chick Fil A, I'll bring Chick Fil A nuggets. I call it. I mean, the Pachanga parking lot is ground zero for San Diego sports, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, that's like where things go down. You know. Yeah. No, it's definitely the the. Um, yeah, it's it's the the area where you you catch up on what's going on in talk radio beefs, um, <laughs> whatever has has transpired on Padres Twitter in recent weeks. You can catch up on that there as well. Uh, there's a lot of reckless flinging of a lacrosse ball around, uh, putting everyone around us at risk. <laughs> yes, that is accurate, Gavin. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, let's. So I don't know what t- what time are we going to do that this year, this week. Uh, games at seven. What do we want? We want to check out the new pregame, see if it's uh, we, low yeah. r- bouncing low riders again or something different. So I don't know. I'll get there like five thirty. Five thirty sounds right. Yeah. yeah, we should talk. Yeah, we just to get into that. Should, do we think it's going to be a bigger production this year? Do Do you want a bigger production? More importantly, pregame. Um, I think we went over this last time. I, I, I I'm with my. I usually skip belief. the pregame. To be yeah. honest, the low rider thing. I've seen it once. I don't need to see it. I think that's Nine probably times. the take on all the pregame festivities. Unless you're bringing new people and you want them to see. Like, yeah, I, I don't know. I've generally had more fun in the parking lot before yeah. the game. Like, it's a better – it's a more fun pregame experience. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. We also had a few at Bay City last year as well. Mm-hmm. So. I want the same amount of sirens. <laughs> same amount. Uh, yeah. Perfect amount last year. <laughs> same amount of Bucko 9 My Town being yeah. being played. Did um, we get it? Did we get on top of that? The third quarter is the third wave Scott core quarter? Yeah, okay, I think so. Cool. I think Mike I think Mike Grace has, has come through with 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 flying colors. With Good. Him. All right. Yeah. No, this is podcast has functioned as an effective tip sheet as far as I can tell. I think that 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 uh the amount of ska that was played at those games was <laughs> directly attributable to your all's influence. Well, yeah. we're, I mean, we are very influential. We're the world's yeah. number one most downloaded lacrosse podcast. So. Yeah, hashtag #impact. Now, all we have to do is to really prove our reach is to get to the bottom of this Dobe mess, which right. Yeah. I think Well, now it, they're dealing with 2018 San Diego Journalist of the Year, Andy <laughs> Keats. I mean, should we start like a form letter? Uh what what would you call that where you do like a Send a letter to the the league office thing. What se- like seeking a chain do, letter? Like, yeah, discovery or no? No. What did Marver do? Where he like wrote a, a letter and then you could like oh sign oh it. the petition petition letter yeah 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 we, we could try let's to work, let's work on that. Wait, right. What did Marver do? <laughs> he it was for his um, uniform survey. He just created an auto an auto send thing where you just clicked the link and it would generate the letter and it would send it to the Padres ownership and Wayne Partello. Okay. So just to yeah. flood their box with. All right, I was ready Inquiries, to dunk yeah. it on, but that's actually a pretty <laughs> fine thing to do. That's it fine. worked. It worked. Yeah. Yeah. Point Marver. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, do we have anything else we should talk about? Uh, they about unveiled it. some new stats. We they, used to have yeah. our stats segment oh, last year, right? Sorry. And yeah. um, 
my understanding is the league at a league level has made an investment in technology so that they could have something similar to what baseball has Statcast. Yes. Where it's providing tracking of the ball, you know, basically pos- the players, like positioning well. of the players. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, um, spec to speculate like this, it's actually what the, um, what's our dumb football league that we had? The, the fleet. Yes. Oh, um, yeah, the AAF. Yeah. Th- they had something similar where you could log on the app and you would see live positioning of the players. And if you were gambling on it, theoretically, you could be watching live action on the app. And my theory is that that's what they're headed towards. And I think they signed an agreement with one of the gambling companies, right? So the, the and, and stat- it's kind of tied in with the game in Las Vegas. So the stat, um, the stat agreement was with a company called Sport Logic, which I think provides this sort of technology for the NHL already. Uh, there has not, so far as I can tell, been an announcement about what they're going to start providing, what new sorts of uh, analysis they intend to, to be able to provide. Maybe they just want to see a, a few weeks of data before they start releasing anything. Maybe they want a, a full year, or maybe it'll always be internal. I, I really <laughs> don't know. Um, but I did see when, when they pulled that agreement, there was an article in Bloomberg that speculated the same thing you're saying, that they may be positioning themselves for uh, to, to be like a, a gambling-friendly league, um, which was interesting because, the, the as you mentioned, the AAF, um, it, was, it was speculated that when the, that one owner who was brought in to sort of bail them out Wanted the, sh- wanted, wanted the technology yeah, he, for gambling. When he shuttered their league, he, he, he was actually interested in the technology right. for gambling. Um, so maybe leagues have recognized a potential revenue stream, and this is a big part of it, and who knows? Well, we, we only hinted at it on the last episode, but since the last episode, the Seals announced their Las Vegas game, which yeah. is going to be played at the Orleans Hotel. Yes. Sometime in February. Super on Bowl weekend. Super Bowl weekend, which I believe is February 2nd. And a lot of people think that's a test because the Las Vegas market has been kind of uh, speculated to be the next expansion team, right? right. And, and I, from what I understand, MGM is very interested in bringing an NLL team to the MGM Grand Arena or one of their facilities in Las Vegas. So being gambling friendly and ready to, you know, having that kind of technology makes perfect sense if you're going to field a team in, in Vegas. Yeah. That's, yeah, and it's it's against the mammoth, so it brings the both size team and Cranky's team together. Two people with a, a lot of money who might be very interesting to the league or potential partners out mm-hmm. there. Now you're going to be the only one from the show going, right? Is that uh, up in the might air? not be? That's up oh, in the air right, at this yeah. point. That's uh, <laughs> that's starting to look like a, a, a bigger task the, the closer it comes. Um, but it's a cool idea. That's a cool that idea. I was it. excited for it. I just I can't go. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe we could watch it at Cali Tap Room. We t- Official <laughs> Seal City ST yeah. watch party. Well, it might be a taller task asking them to put that on on Super Bowl Sunday. We they, could we could do it's it. The day, it's the day before. If it's not the Eagles, oh, it is the day before. You're, oh, yeah, it's not Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> That's true. That'd be great. that would be a great demand. That would to be make, great. <laughs> like a budget, a, a, a bar full of people who are like, "What the hell is going on?" Yeah. All right. Well, this was a good pod. Uh, I'm going to interview Pam Demoff. She's a member of Parliament in Canada, and we're going to talk a little Toronto Rock. What's her. her title? Like congressman, you address as a congressman. What do you call her? I think they. I think they Madam? are commonly referred to as MPs for Member of Parliament. MP MP that Demoff. You, that's what you call her. That doesn't that's, roll off the tongue. That's what I see in the press okay. often. 
We'll find out. <laughs> so, uh, thanks for listening. Um, see you next time. Go Seals. Yeah. All right, I'm on the line with Member of Parliament Pam Demoff from uh, the Oakville North Burlington District. How are you doing, Pam? I'm great. How are you? Well, we're uh, we're the seals are zero and one to start. How, I guess the the rock had a rough start too, huh? We did, we did. Yeah, we lost on Saturday night as well. So, yeah, yeah. The, um, we're we're kind of new to the whole uh, the indoor lacrosse thing in San Diego. Um, it's a lot of fun. How, how long have you been? Well, a fan it of the is rock? a lot of fun. Yeah, how long have you been a fan of the rock since the beginning? So, in two thousand. I took a group to a rock game um, just to see what it was like. It was a group from my son's school, and we had so much fun. It went into double overtime. The Rock were down, I think, three goals with a minute left, scored three goals, went into double overtime, and all of us kind of went, this is a lot of fun. So the following year, um, a few of us got season's tickets and I've had season's tickets ever since. So we've won a few championships. We've had some stinkers of a, f- <laughs> a few years, but, uh, you know, the games are always a lot of fun. Yeah. That's interesting that you said that. Cause, um, you know, a big outreach thing with the seal, the, what the seals are doing in San Diego is, um, over the summer, they're doing a lot of stuff with the youth and, you know, even in their inaugural season, they really, they went out to a lot of schools and, and kids just really responded to it. I mean, it, is that something that the rock generally do all the time with camps and they do. Yeah. 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 They go out to the schools and they have um, skills camps. The The Toronto rock athletic center and head office is actually in Oakville. They play in Toronto, mm-hmm. um, but their head office is in Oakville and it's a beautiful facility that's been there for, Oh gosh, I don't even know five or six years now, maybe even seven. Um, but, yeah, a lot of outreach in lacrosse is a really fast-growing sport. I know in the U.S. field lacrosse is a lot bigger than box lacrosse, right? right. Yeah. 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 And uh, But, but I mean, they're very different games. I mean, we have field lacrosse here, too. I think your owner played lacrosse at Yale, right? Yeah, Joe Sai, he, uh, he played at Yale, and he he just fell in love with the sport. He lives in, he lives in uh, San Diego and... Uh, amongst various places all over the world. He also owns the, the, the Brooklyn Nets, but uh, he, yeah, yeah, he, he just started, he wanted uh he saw an opening here and, you know, just basically started the pitched for an expansion team and made it happen. So, yeah. So one of my favorite players and one of your best players last year is with the rock this year, Dan right. Dawson, dangerous Dan. That's what we call him. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he actually for, scored the first goal for us on Saturday night, but then New England's got a really good team this year. That's who we played. Yeah. Um, but I came down to a game last year in San Diego to see them. I've got a cousin who lives down there. So oh, uh, you got a lot of rock connections in in with the Seals. The, Pat Merrill, the coach, and Josh Sanderson and uh, Billy Greer, all former rock players, Brody Merrill, like, and do you know the thing? You've probably already noticed this. Mm-hmm. I don't think there were there are any nicer people in professional sports than lacrosse players. Yeah, I mean we've we've had uh, a few experiences with a bunch a few of the players. We want to get more of them on the podcast this year, but um, yeah, they're generally just you know 
super nice guys. And, you know, we, they did a big event a few weeks ago. Um, they did like a beach lacrosse game because it's, you know, oh, yeah. amazing weather out here. And uh, it really, it really opened up the sport for me. I, 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 this is my second year really following box lacrosse, but you know, you get, without the masks on and being up so close, you really got to see the, the inner squad uh, dynamics between the players and they're just, they're really rowdy, fun guys. And you know what they do around the community. I mean, people just really respond to it. They love it. So. Yeah. And you know, what struck me when I first started watching lacrosse, I, you know, Canada's a hockey nation, right? Sure. And uh, lacrosse is actually for years was our national sport. It's originally an indigenous game. I don't know if you knew that sure. or not, yeah, but our, be- our best player it, is from Ontario. He's a, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking. He's from yeah. Six Nations, isn't he? Yeah. Austin Stotts. Yeah, he's hurt. yeah he's hurt right now, but uh, he he was like the first oh, star that bad. they really they really pushed forward. He was the number one pick in the draft last year. So yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's uh, it's just a great sport, and it's uh, it's it's fun and it's fast. And uh, but I was I was struck, I guess because you know there's two nets, and I just assumed it would be a lot like hockey, but it's actually more like basketball than it is hockey. You know, you've got the shot clock, you've got so many seconds to take it over the center, you've got set picks, which you've got, like, it's way more similar to basketball than it is to uh, than it is to hockey to watch. Yeah, and is there, I'm trying to understand this, it, it does seem like a lot of the players, I mean, most kids in Canada, it seems like, have, have a connection to hockey, obviously, but, like, are, did this kind of develop as a, like, a summertime game that, that people kind of gravitated towards from hockey or how's that interplay work? A lot of, yeah, a lot of the kids that play, play hockey in the winter and lacrosse in the summer. And they can, my son actually, when we first started going to games, he thought he might like to try playing lacrosse, but he was a basketball player. So he didn't have the gloves and the, the, the equipment. So to just try a sport without actually having all that equipment, but you know, there's, there's uh, girls up here playing box lacrosse too now. I mean, they've, they've really been developing it in the Oakville Burlington community and you've got, you know, young girls playing and Blaine Manning, one of our coaches, I I saw his daughter playing one time wearing a tutu. She's like a little, you know, five-year-old out on the out on the floor playing lacrosse which was pr- it was pretty cool actually yeah so so you you were actually able to come out here and see a seals game what did what did you think of the overall um entertainment package that the seals put out i mean they they do a lot for the pregame how do you feel about the low riders and the the pyrotechnics is that Oh, it was great. Did you get into it? Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I thought I thought it was it was the home opener that I saw. Oh, great! I was there too. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, and it was. uh, I was really impressed with uh, with what they did, and and uh, I mean, lacrosse games are fun. The music's playing the whole time. There's there's always something going on, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah. No, I was I was pretty impressed. I took my cousin and his his teenage son who'd never seen a lacrosse game, and. And they really enjoyed it too. So, yeah, I don't know what your attendance has been like, but I'm I'm hoping that it takes hold in the city because it's it it really is a and it's great entertainment value, right? Um, lacrosse family of four can go. It's reasonable. You you know you're not breaking the bank. I, you know, other sports are. are I'm not taking away from them because I mean we just had the Raptors win the the championship last year, right? And Raptors games right. are an awful lot of fun, but 
you know, one ticket is the price of what a family of four. And I think, I think in San Diego, they're pretty reasonably priced tickets as well, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, you can, a family of four can get down there for, you know, 60 bucks. Yeah, that's, I mean, you're exactly right. That the cheapest NBA ticket probably in the league is, is about that, it seems like. Yeah. <laughs> but they've done a yeah, lot of stuff. The, you know, you know, Joe is, Joe Sai is, he's one of the richest men in the world. And he, he's done a lot of stuff to, you know, make it, at least in these early seasons, I think they're doing a lot to just get people in the door because it is such a, it is such a entertainment. It's it's so rich with entertainment that when people see it live, I think they, they really understand it and really want to keep coming back. That seems, that seems to be a common thing that we've heard from people that like once they got down there to, to our arena and saw it, it was like, Oh wow, this is, this is pretty insane <laughs> to watch. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fun. And then we've got the three divisions now, right? So, yeah. you, you know, there's there's not as much travel. I mean, I, that's one of the things that's tough for these guys because they all have full-time jobs, right? Or most of them do. Yeah, so, you know, Dan, Dan's a, a firefighter. So, you know, he's working during the week, getting on a plane, flying down to, to San Diego. And, I, you know, like there's a lot of players, and it's always been like that. And they certainly never complain. But, my gosh, they obviously love the sport to be doing what they do to play. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, so, so like in Toronto, I saw that on your, I saw on your Twitter bio that you have the, your, the two team the two teams from Toronto that you have are on your Twitter bio, which is. Yeah. 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 The rock, the, and rock, the, the rock and the Argonauts. Right. Now is that. I also love the Raptors. I know but, you do. I'm you know, sure you do. I, I just think, are those two teams, like the Argonauts and the and the, the Rock, are they, is there something even more, I don't know how to say it, more Toronto about those teams because it is more of an insular um, sport? It is I think more just them. because the players are so accessible. Yeah. So, you know, you were talking about the Seals players going out to schools. The Rock players, I mean, they're, they're just so accessible. And so are Toronto Argonauts, Canadian Football League. I mean, it's it's not, uh, they get paid more than rock players, but they're, you know, they're totally accessible and they, they're, they're very approachable and, you know, the kids can get autographed and, uh, you know, they're just, they're really approachable. And again, it's fairly reasonable entertainment for families and, uh, you know, it's, it, but, but the two of them, yeah, I've been an Argos fan since I was a little girl. I used to drive up from London, Ontario to Toronto with my dad every year for a game. So, um, it's, you know, they're, they're not the, the two big sports, but, you know, we've had a few, uh, we've had a few big players. Joe Theismann got his start in the CFL and so did Warren Moon, right? Well, uh, yeah. You know, and a lot of the, the top, like, offensive coordinator, off, like, kind of progressive offensive minds, a lot of them do, do spend time in the CFL because it is, it's more accessible, you know, it has, there's more dynamics you well, can play with in offense. I, I know that's Yeah, and, and. Doug Flutie was sure. won a great cup for us in the Argos and then ended up with you guys, right? I've got one of the yeah. San Diego Chargers yeah. jerseys with uh, Doug Flutie's name on the back. So. Yeah, he came down and, you know, he I think he was with the team before us and then played with us. But, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, yeah, he was with Buffalo before he went down there. Yeah. Well, you know, I on my honeymoon, I went... I, I got to travel around in Canada and I, I stayed at the, the Sky Dome. And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And... Uh, you know, there was, I remember like watching ESPN, like Canadian ESPN and the Argonauts were all over. I mean, it was like a, it was huge. I mean, it, besides, you know, the, like the local hockey stuff, but 
it was fascinating. Like, yeah, the, the presence the, yeah, it's very different than than NFL for sure, mm-hmm. and the ours is called it's TSN. Okay, um, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it's uh, but but I'm I'm really happy that I like I'm, I was really excited when you reached out because I I think the more we can grow the game and make it a success, it's it's better for everybody, right? And if San Diego does well, it's good for the whole league. Yeah. And I find that with that's the other thing I find with the Canadian Football League is that. People just love the sport, and I find that with lacrosse teams, like people love the love the sport. I've been down to Buffalo to see a game when the playoffs were on, and I've been to Rochester actually, the Nighthawks, to see them play, and they've moved out to Halifax now, so we got a new team on the east coast of Canada. But uh, you know, it's 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 just such a, a a super sport to watch. It's fun, good people involved in in any that I've met. Um, so, uh, so who's do you guys have an arch rival yet? Well, I was going to ask you. I was, just, <laughs> I was going to ask you that. Like, um, we hate, we hate, and it's a strong word, but I'm using it. We hate the the, the roughnecks. We don't like the roughnecks. Oh no, and we don't like Dane Doby. We really hate him. Dan we, Doby. Okay, so Dan McRae played for the roughnecks mm-hmm. last year. He's out in New York now. He was their captain, and right. he's from Oakville. Okay. Yeah, Dane, okay, so the Roughnecks, eh? Yeah, the Calgary Roughnecks. They won the title last year. Um, yeah, they did. But they they have this guy who's the, the MVP of the league. He just um, he he killed us a few times. But you know his name his name's Dane Doby, and he uh, they won the whole time. He was the final MVP, I think, and the, the league MVP. But this year he got suspended for six games because he said something to another player that we don't know what area that the comment was in, but there's speculation that it could be racial. I don't know, but you know, um, yeah. Have you heard about this suspension? It's, it's, I guess it's so was that to Lyle Thompson. I I don't know that they, the, the, what's interesting about, we talked about this earlier in the podcast um, before calling you, but that the NLL is being pretty tight lipped about even, what happened? He's just suspended because he had a, a previous infraction. So, but is there, a, is there okay. a tension between like the, I, I mean, th- it seems like a sport that there is like in all sports, pretty much there is a racial tension between like the white players and the indigenous people. Uh, players. Or? Not really, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've had, we've had some pretty good, uh, players, most of them come from Six Nations. Uh-huh. To be honest with you, they've got they Six Nations has got like really good, really really good lacrosse players there. Sure. In fact, one one of the um, MPs from Montreal organizes a lacrosse game on the hill every year, uh, and has the MP members of Parliament play um, Indigenous players. One year we had them. Uh, there were some of them from Six Nations that came up here, but I I, I wouldn't say there's I've never seen any racial tension in in Toronto or any of the other teams. I mean, I think they're pretty well. Um, there's a lot of respect for all the players that play well. But I do remember something last year with the, the Thompson brothers, and I can't remember what team they play for. But there was there was something from the crowd during the the playoffs, and you know there were apologies made from the arena for comments that were made. And um, I mean, our rivalry is with the the Buffalo Bandits from oh, Toronto. Really? Yeah, there's well, there's just... always uh, 
you know, it's just down the QEW, just down the highway. And uh, I remember one season there was a fight at the end of the season in Buffalo in a preseason game. And as soon as the the, the um, ball was dropped at the beginning, first game of the season, all the players dropped their gloves and there were, you know, half of both teams got thrown out of the game. And, you know, it was, uh, there's always a, quite a rivalry between us and Buffalo and us and Rochester, just mm. just because we play each other so often, right? Yeah, and we we just got smoked by Buffalo, so sorry about that. We 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 wanted it bad, but they, they got <laughs> us. Uh, yeah, I noticed that when I was in Toronto that there was a big presence like the if there was a team for Toronto, there is a there is a presence of the Bills up there being like yep. the NFL team. Yep. They played a couple games I guess in Toronto, right? That was the, They did. Yeah. They did, yeah. So there's a little rivalry. That's I didn't think about that. Yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, no, and I think I think you know what probably you with Calgary. I suspect that you guys play each other more often, right? Because you're both in the West. I think so. Yeah, yeah. That's we play them. We we just had some really rough battles. We had some rough battles with Vancouver. They got pretty chippy. They, what happened last year? Because Austin Stotts was just clearly our best player. Like he would get. He's a physical player on his own end, but you know yeah. he, was, he would get roughed up a lot. A lot of a lot of teams targeted him, which is common, you know, with such a great player. But I think Vancouver yeah, he's and, an exceptional player, and he's young. What's what's uh, so he's 20, how long is he? You said he's injured. He's like twenty one. I think he just turned twenty one. But he's uh, he tore his ACL last year, right before the playoffs, and it really it really kind of limited oh, our team. So he's he should be back t- uh, in, sometime in towards the end of the season this year, I think. So that's, we got that look, got that to look forward to. And, you know, we already, we signed a big player from Calgary who sat out last year. Um, Westberg. He's like a, he's a pretty good okay. player. So yeah. What happened to Garrett Billings? Uh, the player for, I, I'm not sure about that. Sorry. I don't, <laughs> I don't have that. In front no, of that's okay. Cause he, he played for the rock. And then uh, didn't play for a couple years, and I know he was playing for you guys last year and had a decent season. I mean, I know he's a bit older, but uh, and I saw he wasn't on your uh, on your roster this year. Well, yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I think a lot of there's so much movement with these guys because it's like you said earlier, like a lot of times they just want to get back home or closer to home. The travel is insane. I I, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I, sorry, I don't have his. I don't know much about him, but. I think there's a lot of, it sounds, guy. Like, it sounds like there's a lot of stories like that in the NLL where guys have to make a decision about quality of life and like how they're going to, how they're going to live next to their family. Yeah, <laughs> you know? for sure. So, so. I remember one of our, one of our goalies, Anthony Cosmo got a, um, um, got a teaching job. He was going to be teaching in Mississauga just outside Toronto. He'd finished school and he got a teaching job and then he got traded to, I think it was the Mammoth. But it was a West Coast team. Now, he played for them. Um, but, you know, think about it. He's gone from playing in Toronto, where he literally is, you know, half an hour, an hour away from, from getting into the games, practices are in Oakville. And now he's flying across the country and has to arrange his work schedule so that he can get Fridays off to be able to fly. And, you know, like they make a big commitment to the game, these guys. They do, yeah. Yeah, so um, you know, I noticed that the the Toronto Rock they haven't you guys haven't won a title since two thousand eleven. Is is there a is there a real urgency now? Are people are people trying to? Is there a lot of pressure on this team going forward? Is it? 
He, he, yeah, he, I mean, we were just, really competitive last year. It seems we, like we you're, had a, a, the history of the team is pretty front-loaded with that first period when you bought season tickets. It was like from 99 through 2005, you guys win about five five titles. And then we did. Then you win another one in 2011. So it's this is kind of a, a drought for you guys. Are, is is there pressure on the do you is there like stories coming out where there's pressure on the organization to to get it done finally or is it pretty much just... I don't think so. I think, you know, like I said, we had a good season last year yeah. and and I, you know, we have we have had years quite a few years ago actually where we didn't play so well. I mean, one in in uh 2011. Um but we had a few years in there. I mean, we had some we had a coach that was Les Bartley. There's a there's an award named after him now who was a, a pretty innovative coach. He, he came up. That's who was coaching when I first started going. Um, but I think as long as the team is competitive, it's a pretty busy sports market, though. Like, yeah. we're still a Toronto, right? So the, the Rock are competing against the Leafs, but also the Raptors, and they all play in the same arena. So, you know, we're the lowest on the totem pole in terms of getting dates for the for the games and um you know, it's there's a lot of competition. Yeah. Well, hey, hey Pam, thanks for thanks for coming on. I'm gonna wrap up right now. But uh so we'll we're playing Thanks on... for reaching out. Sure, this no problem. Yeah. Uh, well we got a big game on it's nice to be friends now, but on Saturday it's it's gonna get real <laughs> That's right, eh? real fast. So uh, yeah. Again, yeah, yeah. Well, good luck, but I hope we win. Okay. All right. Well, maybe we'll talk to you again next time when uh, okay. maybe maybe in the playoffs or something. <laughs> All right. So, Sounds good, right. you guys. Good luck this season, eh? You, you too. All right. Bye. Thanks. Bye. We must protect this field. We must protect this field. We must protect this field. Player hearts up. This is our house with a San Diego Seals.